honestly, like since I started, since we started cooking, I kind of disregard doing the custom cakes now because cooking is more, it's making more money than baking. Than the baking. It takes time. Yeah, it takes okay. time and less money. The ba- the cooking is like easy to handle, you know. And then I get more customers on cooking, um, cooking food instead of cakes. Hello, everyone. This is Turuturo, the Filipino restaurant podcast, where each week we profile restaurants or food trucks serving delicious Filipino cuisine. This is your host, Gene Caranal, avid home cook and event promoter for the Adobe Throwdown Cooking Competition and Food Expo. All right. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, today, we have a very special guest. We have Seth Roundtree and Rona Yap, owner-operators of Manila Star. So, Seth and Rona, why don't you do? Why don't you introduce yourselves? Hi, uh, my name is Rona Yap. Um, I grew up. I was born and grew up in Manila, and I moved to US 2005, um, and uh, ended up here in Texas. Awesome. <laughs> All right. How about you, Seth? And I'm Seth Roundtree. I was born in Waco, Texas native. I've lived here most of my life. Went to elementary high school here in Austin. And what else? (laughs) (laughs) We can get to that later. But how about, uh, so you are both owner-operators of Manila Star. Can you tell us a little bit about Manila Star? Manila Star, um, well, we are... We actually Small just business. We just started. We just started last year, um, after the COVID, and we just got back from. Uh, um, we just got back together again last year. <laughs> to make it short, um, after my divorce, um, I met him on through online, and you know we started dating like six years ago. And I already knew that you know he's a he's a chef, but then you know for some reason we got separated you know um, because my ex is my my ex wanted to like fix our marriage again so I give it gave him a shot another another chance so I left him without any explanation so I broke his heart <laughs> and so you know and then I, uh, my marriage didn't really. Um, got fixed you know it didn't get okay. fixed sure. and then so when I when I heard I heard from someone else that oh Seth got really mad at you you know because you know I broke his heart right so I didn't really hesitate to um, call him back or you know uh, reach, reach out again so and then I found out he's married you know he got married yeah. so <laughs> yeah so she was waiting I was waiting <laughs> But then, yeah. yeah, and then um, I've been dating, dating, you know, after that. And when I found out that he's married, so, and then for some reason, just a year and a half ago, you know, I, I was brokenhearted too. So I reached out to him and I found out that he's divorced. <laughs> oh, okay. It, it, last, timing. it, yep. it didn't last long, Gene. <laughs> yeah, it didn't last long. So we got together again, yeah. you know, and we both love cooking. You know, so we met before. You know, he already knows that I, I, I'm, I love to bake. You know, um, bake cakes, 
you know, like ubi cakes, sensory ball cakes. When we dated, when when we were dating. When we were dating, yeah. I helped her through the holidays making ubi cakes and sensory oh. ball. And yeah. So really, that was kind of my my introduction to Filipino food. Okay. Um, so I had, so how did you guys meet? Through online dating. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know the app. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. The the way of the future, dating online. But Damn. we hit it off the first time we met. Yeah. I mean, there was no reason, no bad reason why we got separated. You know, I just chose to fix my marriage again and tried, mm -hmm. you know, but then it didn't work out. And then, yeah, when I was... Which is respectable. And that's why there was forgiveness there. <laughs> and sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she she tried, enough, to, you know. tried to save, you know, yeah. Her, her marriage she and the right wanted to give it another try and yeah and it, so you guys so it was about a, a year and a half ago when you yes yeah. got got back together and so then December 2022 that was when we got back together yeah. and then february or march we decided to have a baby you know and then now we got a newborn baby because he's five months now <laughs> Wow. Uh, how, how, oh, so he, he's five months? Yeah, yeah. He's five months. Yeah, when we, we went to uh, shirts uh, for the competition last year, remember I was pregnant? Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Nico Rakai. Nico Rakai. Yeah. Oh, that, that is wonderful. So is this the, the first one for both of you? No. Second. Second. I have an older son who's actually in the U.S. Army. This is second year, and he'll be 21 in July. Oh, wow. Okay. How about for yourself? I, I have my eldest son too. He's 16 years old now, and he is with his um, grandparents. Okay. That is that is side in Idaho. Okay. In Idaho. Oh, in Idaho. Okay. So I want to go back to where. So we can talk about Idaho. Um, so Rhonda, where, where did you grow up? Where, where, where were you born? I was born in Manila. Okay. And then I came to the U.S. because of marriage. Um, I have relatives in Seattle, Washington, and they're friends with my ex-husband. And then so um, they introduced me to this guy, you know, which was my ex-husband, and um, say, and then asked me if I want to marry American guy, you know. So you know how it goes, you know, typical Filipino yeah. American story, you know. So we met, he came to the U.S., we got married. And then after a year and a half, I got here in the U.S., you know, the visa was approved. I got here as a, you know, marriage. And then um, I stayed in Idaho for six years, you know, and then I run a business there for four, for almost five years, um, like the consignment store. Okay. Yeah. So what kind of stuff did, would you sell in the consignment store? I had everything. I had furniture, clothing, um, um baby stuff, you know, uh, it's like a Goodwill store, but not all my stuff are not um, um, secondhand. You know, I buy stuff, I, I, buy, I buy the merchandise from China. And then some, some are from, uh, you know, big companies here in the U.S. too. So, and then I just buy wholesale and then we sell it. You know, in Idaho, there's nothing there. There's only one big store, which is Walmart. You know, so there's okay. no competition. There was no okay. competition. That's why my business there was really successful. Okay, so have you always been an entrepreneur? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so and then, you, you then when, I, um, when I first, uh, when I hmm. divorced after the, 
after Idaho, I moved to Texas and I run a, a daycare, a home daycare. Okay. And so I was dealing with six kids every day, you know, um, at home. And I had that for five years also. And you were also triple couponing. I was extreme couponer. <laughs> okay. So, well, that, I mean, that saves money and it's a way to yeah. cut costs. There's also yeah. kind of like a gamification of couponing is it's, it can be kind of fun, right? You know, it makes me a lot, I mean, it gives me a lot of money too, because, you know, you buy it really cheap from store, you know, and then, and then where I, where I was staying at, you know, um, it's, it's also legal. I mean, it's also allowed to do the um, garage sale every week. You know, so if I do the garage sale, I make money there, you know, to sell this uh, products mm. cheaper than the store. Okay. Did you ever do eBay? Did you ever sell stuff through I used to eBay do that or... in Idaho. Mm, okay. I used to do that in Idaho, but not here in, um, in um, Austin. So what was it like moving from Idaho to Texas? <clears throat> Oh my God, it's like big change because I grew up in a city, you know, Manila City, mm. and I like a lot of shopping malls, you know. Um, in Idaho, there's like mountains everywhere, and then it's always like cold. You have to wear a sweater all year long, you know, it's super cold. But in Texas, it reminds me of the Philippines. Okay, yep. Because of the, you know, the weather, you know. Yeah. I like the weather here, and I like staying here in, in Texas. And I, I can't imagine that there's that many Asians and Filipinos in no, Idaho. I actually have only three Filipino friends there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was like not even 1%, I would think. Yeah. It's really and like, then, no. Did you, is that where you learned to kind of cook, cook for yourself? Cook no. Filipino food for yourself? I, or? I just started cooking and baking here in Texas because there was a story. One time I went to Michael's, I started seeing all this, you know, in Michael's store, they have like 70% off, you know, but that was, that was not real because they already have high price and then they're selling their price. You know, they are saying 70% off. So I got hooked there. I saw this baking stuff, you know, like, oh, why, why, why not try this, you know? So I started baking, um, baking custom cakes. That's what I started. That's how I started. And then I, I learned from watching YouTube. That's it. No cooking involved. It's just baking. That time. Okay. That was year 2012 when I moved here. Now, baking is more precise than regular cooking. That's actually, I feel that's harder. It like, is harder. I can cook. I'm I'm pretty good. I cannot bake for anything. I'm <laughs> horrible because of it's so it's so precise and temperamental. Yes. Right. Yes. You know, cooking, yeah. you can be more liberal and free and have a little more, you know, of your character come out in cooking. Whereas baking is, you have to follow recipes. You can't tamper with them. Yeah, and, and you have to be in a good mood. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, yeah, they, they, it senses it senses yeah. uh, your emotion and fear, right? Yes, yes. Because one mistake, you're gonna be upset, you know, um, and then you'll have to start all over again. 
you know you just have to like concentrate doing you know the measuring you know timing you know so it's yeah. not it's not as easy as cooking yeah i feel like making baking cookies is just kind of like timing when to eat avocado it's like okay not yet not yet not yet <laughs> just right burn yeah. so oh, <laughs> that's true it's like 15 seconds right and it goes bad yeah yeah i i don't know how to bake i i can bake some things but my, the bake by the extent of my baking is taking like Pillsbury dough, like ready-made dough. I'll make empanadas out of it, or make pizza out of it. That's the extent of my baking. I can't do anything from scratch. So I I have great admiration for people who will start off, you know, baking from from scratch, especially yeah. pies. <laughs> you know, so I, I uh, so that's so you started out with cakes. That's yeah. that's really hard. People usually start with cookies, not with cakes. She's very talented too. That's I love I mean. creating. I love you know um like uh do, using fondant or icing. I love doing. I like decorating. So um that's what you know like I made um like Cinderella cakes. You know some wedding cakes, some um you know some like cartoon characters. You know for kids. Okay. Most, you know Filipinos they love the parties and they want to have you know custom cakes for their kids you know so i started from from a friend of mine um she's she uh, celebrated her first first year um birthday for her daughter and then i made her um, mickey mouse cake so that was the first time, first cake that i made and then since then oh who made this you know oh who made that that's so amazing you know it looks so neat you know and then i started getting orders from that and of okay. course you know i'm I was pricing really cheap. I just want to practice, you know. So I just wanted to practice. Okay, just pay me for the for the ingredients, for all the materials I'm going to use. You know, not, don't pay me for the labor because I just want to practice. So that way I can post or I can show people what I made. You know, so that way I can you know marketing. Um, so yeah, and then in word of mouth, friends to friends, you know, um, I got. Customers. Okay, so that that's that's really hard to do. To first to be to I mean to be able to charge, of course, it's, it's I think it's nerve wracking trying to find oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. a fair enough price point because you don't want to price it too high where nobody's gonna pay for it, but you don't want to price it too low where taking you taking too big of a hit. Uh, but when you when you said you priced it so you, they only paid for the materials, and then you were basically working for free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, That's just part time, so you know I'm not really, I don't, I didn't really care if I'm gonna make money or not. You know, I just want to do something to create something, you know, make okay. them happy. And then, how did you? I guess you know, how did you? And I think I'm getting ahead of myself, and I'll probably ask this later on. But the hardest part is going from the point where you are still an amateur to when you start considering yourself a professional, and then you start charging professional rates. How did you make that transition? I just uh, felt that I'm good enough to, you know, to charge them what is right, you know. Okay. Because um, so I actually browsed, like I went to bakery stuff. I'm a bakery store, you know. Um, asked them, hey, how much would you charge for this? You know, I was pretending that I'm going to order a cake from them. Uh-huh. So then, you know, um, 
yeah, from asking them, you know, so I, I'm getting an idea how much I should charge. So I'm trying to make it less that way, <laughs> you know, they can come to me. And then yeah. I'm like, um, brave enough, you know, I'm confident enough to say, hey, I can do this. You know, this is worth my time to make, you know, um, if I price this, it's going to be worth it. You know, you'll be right. happy. You know, so yeah, I never had a problem pricing them. Sometimes some people they 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 think I'm overcharging them, but I always tell them go find. I'm not I'm I'm not an HEB, you know, uh, store. Mm -hmm. You know, I make this on my own from scratch. You know, and then why don't you go to you know a bakery shop and ask them how much it costs? You know, so yeah, I mean, I have a customer. She said she asked me how much it is, and I said. Um, 250 and then she's like oh my god it's so cheap because I asked this bakery and they were charging me $400 you know so 250 mm. for for to others to other customers they think it's already too much right. you know because maybe they I don't have name yet I'm just doing it you know myself they're thinking it's too much so they have no idea how hard it is you know, at the time buying all the ingredients or buying all the materials for the cake, you know, you know, those time effort, they don't know. They have packaging. no idea. Packaging, mm -hmm. you know, browsing on, you mm -hmm. know, getting ideas and then, you know, like Googling, how do I do this? How do I do that? You know, they don't have, they have no idea. Yep. So if they, also, oh, if, if they turn me mm -hmm. down, if they turn me down, that's fine. It's not my loss. You know, mm -hmm. I can get more customers. I'm not in no problem. So, yep. yeah. And then the thing with pricing, and it's what is really hard to figure out. But it's really it's not it's not just about how much it costs you to make. It is really all about how much are willing people willing to pay for it. Yes. Because it doesn't matter how much you spent on it. It what really matters is how much is the customer willing to pay for it. Yeah. So you because you could do something like super expensive and put in all this time into it. Yeah. But if somebody is not willing to pay that, nobody's I willing to pay that price. Them. If they ask me, hey, can you make this? I said, yes, I can make that. How much is it? How much is your budget? Yeah. You know, because I mean, it depends. If you, wanna, if you want me to use icing, just icing is cheaper. If you want me to use the fondant, it's more, uh, it's more money because it's too much work for, you know, if you use the fondant. You know, so icing is just icing. You have to color, make icing, you know, that's it. But the fondant, you have to shape it, make it smooth, you know, that kind of trick, you know, you have to learn. So it, I always ask them, how much is your budget? Then I can tell you what I can make, what I can do for you. You know, so if they say, okay, 150, okay, this is what, this is, take this off, you know, take this yeah. Off. What about, take this off. We don't need this character on the cake. You know, it'll be cheaper. Can you can just buy a toy, you know, a toy. I don't have to make it like, um, you know, edible. You know what I mean? So if it's okay for them, okay, I'll just buy a, a stuffed toy, you know, or a figurine, something like that, that they can put on top of the cake, then they're fine. So it's cheaper. So, you know, it okay. really depends on what they can afford. So the, the fondant is, is basically you still have to like shape it right to make it smooth and and, and then icing is just you're just 
slap sl you're slathering with, with the icing yeah. and shaping it and so it doesn't take as much time how yeah. much time does it how how much time does uh, like a custom cake typically take how much of your time does that take for let's say for one layer for one tier cake i can do that in like um two hours including the baking if i put my time completely you know on that you know but, but sometimes you know when you do it at home you just have to rest oh you know what i'll do that later but but all together two two hours um for the three tier i would say overnight okay you know, but that's overnight. a lapse time it's not what's labor time like because the time that you have it in the oven is not really labor for you it would be so the your I'm, I'm, the labor time i'm talking about is the how much of your like active time when you're styling the cake how what is styling uh so i i know like putting the ingredients together that's like a certain amount of time and then so you basically take that time and remove the baking time where it's just in the oven how much of your active time does it take probably two to four hours okay it depends on how big the cake is but for regular cake to tier you know two to four hours okay and then you you can factor that in into your your cost and your price. So that is so. Does that mean like the higher level cakes have a higher profit margin, or is it like just straight like hey, this is they all cost the same, or it all gets you the same profit per hour? No, higher. I mean, big cakes is more money because um, it, it's the material is not going to cost too much, but the effort to make it stable, that kind of, you know, like thinking about how you're going to make it stable, not moving around or yeah. how you're going to decorate without falling, without, collapsing. you know, without collapsing, you know, that's a lot of money because they can understand it's a big cake and it's hard to, tra um, to transport, you know, to the event. Um, but the small cakes, Sometimes I don't really want it to take the order because eh, small cakes, you're not going to make enough money. You know, you just, it's $100, $150, you know, just, but just the baking, you know, it's 45 minutes. Yeah. You're not doing anything just, but you know, the cleaning, you know, cleaning, like washing the dishes and all that kind of stuff. I mean, $150, is it really worth it? Sometimes no. Okay. I mean, sometimes I would say I can do, other things better than this, you know. So I I like getting more challenge, like bigger bigger cakes than smaller. Okay, so you, you have like a minimum order? No, the, not really. Some, okay. I mean, honestly, like since I started, since we started cooking, I kind of disregard doing the custom cakes now because cooking is more, it's making more money than baking. Than the baking? It takes time. Yeah, it takes okay. time, less money. The, ba the cooking is like easy to handle, you know, and then I get more customers on cooking, um, cooking food instead of cakes. Okay. So I kind of like, I only do or accept orders for the cake, you know, when, if they're a special friend, you know, but yeah, I don't, I don't really want to take any more orders on custom cakes. It's kind of, that's kind of like me with ice cream because I make uh, homemade <laughs> ice cream. And I figured out that um, at first I was starting out as a business. Then I realized, hey, nobody is going to 
is uh, nobody's going to be willing to pay me the time I need for it yeah. to make sense for me. So I only make ice cream for parties, my own parties, or as gifts. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I'm just going to get something else. Yeah, you know? yeah, I get that. Yeah, same as me. <laughs> Rona and Seth, can you tell us how did you get the catering uh, business started? We got tired of driving. <laughs> we were both Ubering Even. and door dashing, driving 12 hours a day, putting massive amounts of miles on our vehicles, uh, backs hurting, tired all the time. Um, we were already kind of, well, she was still, you know, she's always been doing her cake baking. And she started to, well, I, I wanted to do more cooking because I went to culinary school and this really was just a, a waste of my education not to be pursuing cooking. When we were, when we were like uh, driving one time, we just talked about like, would it, be, would it be nice if we can get more orders so we don't have to drive over 12 hours a day, you know? Um, you know, so that idea, because we're, I've been getting a lot of calls or messages. Hey, do you still do you still make make cakes? You know, or um, hey, can you make this? They're they're requesting people requesting if I can make things like that or can you cook this? I need this for the event. So you know, slowly doing it, slow by slowly, you know, um, until word of mouth. You know, oh, I love Rona's Rona's food. You know. Why don't you do this? Why don't you start this business? You know, you're good at it, you know. And then they know that he's a chef. So we kind of like... Um, like Put more focus. Yeah, into- we focus more, you know, doing that because of our friends requesting mm-hmm. as well. So, so how did you go from... How did, how, how did you make it from, okay, you're making stuff for friends to actually, all right, you have to make it make sense in like financially as a operated as a business mm-hmm. how did you get that started like how did how were you able to you know put together a menu get the uh, get it uh, get it so that the people know what to order and how do you deliver and then how do you make a how do you make that profitable how did you go about doing that i just um you know i don't watch tv and then um Every night, I always think that, what if I do this? What if I do that? So trying stuff like that, um, I cook, and then I post it on Facebook. And then they start buying. They start, um, um, you know, placing order. And then it's just got busy and busy. Spiraled out of control. Yeah, it's like, and then since, and then I asked my, I asked my cousin. She lives in, she's in Manila. She's in Philippines. And I asked my cousin, hey, can you make me a menu, you know, a menu uh, where I can post it on Facebook? You know, this is what we make. And and then since then, we made it like professional, right? We made it like, look, we're professional. And then um, since then, I have something to, to show them that the menu, you know. So and then, yeah, they started ordering big, big orders for for their parties. But it really started out with mainly Dina Guang. She's known yeah. for I, they love her, my Dina Guang. Egg sure. rolls and lumpia. Um, caldereta. Caldereta. It was, it was like 
three dishes that we were really doing. Yeah. And then we just started expanding into other dishes. And eventually we got her cousin to make the menu that we have now. And that will probably be expanded again at some point. That was part one of our interview with Seth Crowley and Lona Yap of Vanilla Star. Tune in again next week for part two of our interview. Thank you for listening to Turu Turo, the Filipino restaurant podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Salamat po at magkita tayo sa susunod. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.